Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Catafamo with Believe in Angels on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? So congratulations to any Nationals fans who are currently listening to this podcast. And uh, let me start by saying welcome to the podcast. Not sure why you're here, but I'm happy you're here. Hope you stay. Um, The uh, Nationals beat the Houston Astros in the World Series. Um, Awesome World Series. I love when World Series and and NBA Finals and World Cups, whatever, when they all go down to the final game. I know some of those, the World Cup in particular, is not a series. But regardless, I I love the fact when games go to Game 7 or they go to Game 5 or they go to Game 3, whatever. Whatever the case may be, I love when World Series go to those last do-or-die games. Uh, Last year's World Series was... Last year's World Series was a little boring. It ended rather quickly, but this year's World Series was awesome. Seven games. The road teams won every single game. That was insane. The Astros, of course, would have loved to have beaten that streak. They won the first two in, uh, or excuse me, the Nationals won the first two in Houston. Houston swept the series in Washington, and then Washington finished the job off. Congratulations to the Nationals on winning the World Series. My prediction initially was wrong, but if you go back to the last episode, I said I wouldn't be surprised if the Nationals won. They're a great squad. Anyway, the reason that we're all here right now is to talk about the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, obviously, it's no longer breaking news that Joe Madden and Mickey Calloway are a part of the Angels coaching staff. Joe Madden is the manager for the Angels for the next three seasons, hopefully longer, and Mickey Calloway is now the pitching coach, but... The Angels have made some other coaching announcements that I kind of just want to go through very quickly. Um, let's go with the new people first. There's only two other new people besides Callaway and Madden, and that's uh, John Malley, who was the former hitting coach for the Cubs and Phillies. So, of course, Joe Madden is going to bring guys over from his former staff. Uh, and then Brian Butterfield is the new third base coach. Um Malley is the assistant hitting coach and the new first base, excuse me, the new third base coach and infields coach is Brian Butterfield. He was formerly the third base coach for the uh, Chicago Cubs as well. Uh, a lot of returners, a, a significant amount of returners for uh, the Los Angeles Angels. Jeremy Reed is back. Uh, as the hitting coach, uh, Jesus Feliciano is back as the outfielder slash first base coach. Uh, Paul Sorrentino, uh, Sorrento, excuse me, is now is the hitting instructor. He is back as the hitting instructor. Mike Gallego is back as the um, well. He's no longer the third base coach. He's now the bench coach for Joe Madden. So somewhat of an upgrade for Mike Gallego. Um, good for him. Now he's the bench coach. Uh, he's been with the team since 2016, so uh, good for him. Jose Molina is back as the catching coach, and Andrew Bailey is back as the bullpen coach, which makes sense because the bullpen was somewhat one of the best parts of the pitching staff last season. So nice to see Andrew Bailey back. I honestly completely forgot that Andrew Bailey was the bullpen coach for the Angels, former relief pitcher himself, and uh, well, hopefully he can continue and the Angels can get a couple pieces in the bullpen so they can finally compete in uh, 2020. But that is the complete coaching staff for Joe Madden in his first season with the Los Angeles Angels. Of course, that can change. I wouldn't be surprised if a few of these names are gone next season and some new ones come in, but for the most part, Joe Madden keeping Brad Osmus' staff relatively the same, just bringing in a couple new guys. 
Um, another cool thing that happened as well is Mike Trout won his seventh Silver Slugger Award. That puts him tied with Tony Gwynn, Vladimir Guerrero, and also Ken Griffey Jr. for the most all-time. Of course, Barry Bonds leads that category with 12, Manny Ramirez with eight, and then those three, excuse me, now those four are tied with seven. So Mike Trout continuing to be the greatest, if not the best. I mean, just, God, he's so good. It's It's insane how good Mike Trout is. Uh, and we're lucky to have him, of course. There was a couple other guys who, who were announced as well. Um, Mike Trout, obviously, George Springer as well won. Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Ronald Acuna, Christian Yelich, uh, Carlos Santana, Freddie Freeman. That's the first base category. I read the outfielders initially. I should have said that. Second base, Ozzy Albies, DJ uh, LeMahieu, who, man, he had a great season with the Yankees. I bet the Rockies are kicking themselves for letting him go. I know he was going to be a little expensive for them, but... Jesus. Well, I mean, DJ LeMay, who had a fantastic season with the Yankees. Uh, Xander Bogarts for the Red Sox. Trevor Story with the Rockies. Anthony Rendon with the Nats. Alex Bregman with the uh, Astros. Mitch Garver in the catching position uh, for the Twins. JT Realmuto for the Phillies. And uh, Zach Greinke won for pitchers. And designated hitter was obviously Nelson Cruz, because can anyone else name any other DHs outside, I guess, of JD Martinez? But uh, Mike Trout continues to be the best part of the Los Angeles Angels, and, and hopefully that will change uh, with you know uh, with Joe Adel coming up soon, and uh, you know a bunch of other minor leaguers as well. But uh, they're hoping to get Mike Trout some more help this season, and the only way you can do that is if you can free up cap space. So I wanted to talk. I talked last episode about my free agency wish list, guys I wanted to get. Um, and really the only way you can do that is if you have enough money for them. So currently, the five players right now with guaranteed salaries for 2020, Mike Trout, $36 million, Albert Pujols, $29 million, Justin Upton, $21 million, Altrell Simmons, 15 and Zach Cozart, 12 uh, $12.75. $12. Anyway, so that comes out to about, I don't know, $113 million just going to those five players. Now, the, um, the Angels have nine players who are arbitration eligible. Uh, they can let go of Justin Bourne, Luis Garcia, Nick Tropiano, some of the other names, Andrew Heaney, which I doubt happens, uh, Hansel Robles, possibly they may let him walk in free agency, Tommy Lastella had a great first half, then got hurt. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back. Cam Bedrosian, uh, Brian Goodwin, Kevin Smith, no, uh, no, my God, Noe Ramirez, excuse me, Max St- Stacy, who I'm pretty sure is going to be gone anyway, and uh, Keenan Middleton. That's that equals to about 21 million dollars that the Angels can decide to free up. So 14 players in total, um, and the Angels need 26. Now, of course, that leaves 12 spots, and of course, you know, AAA players could get brought up, which is cheap. I mean, Matt Theus is a good example. Taylor Ward. Uh, obviously, Joe Adel might make his way up to the majors next season. There's there's a lot of different. I mean, Dylan Peters. There's a bunch of guys who can um, who can make their way up to the to the big league roster this season. And of course, there's going to be some some players they sign who are veterans just looking for uh, you know a second chance in the MLB. Cheap guys who can maybe come in and play well. I mean, like Brian Goodwin is an example of a journeyman. Tommy Lastella is a really good example. Um, so the Angels have some some question marks going into the season about what they want to do because they want to go after Garrett Cole. They want to go after Anthony Rendon. They want to possibly go after Steven Strasburg as well. The Angels want to make a big splash in free agency, so how do they do it? I will say this. Um, I personally am very dumb and do not fully understand the arbitration process, so I'm going to I'm gonna X out the arbitration process because I, I know that's probably the obvious answer, but look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not entirely sure about how the arbitration process works. Um, I didn't 
look into it, I guess. Uh, I know that they could – I'm pretty sure Justin Bourne is not going to be on the, the roster next season. Probably Nick Tropiano as well and Luis Garcia. Those were the three names that popped out uh, to me in the article that I saw. Um, there's obviously a bunch of guys they still need to make decisions on. But anyway, I don't know the arbitration process, but I do know that guaranteed money means that these guys are going to get these these salaries. So you got to free up cap space. There are, are two players that I think can easily be moved. Now, easily is is taken with a grain of salt. Let me say that from the beginning. Easily is the word that I just used, but take it with a grain of salt because it's not very easy <laughs> to move these guys uh, because of you know the way they've played or maybe their contract size. So, but there's two that I think could potentially work out. The first one is Justin Upton. Okay, now I know Justin Upton is taking a lot of money to strike out every game. And he's looking at $21 million right now. But I feel like if Justin Upton is contract dumped somewhere, let's say the Orioles. Let's say the Baltimore Orioles really want Justin Upton. Uh, they can take on his salary. They can maybe get a couple minor leaguers as well. Of course, the Angels will also probably get some sort of trade back as well. Maybe take a bad contract on the side of, of the Orioles. That isn't as significant as $21 million to Justin Upton. They can get rid of Justin Upton's contract, or or at least most, if not some of it. Um, I think that could help out. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not entirely 100% uh, confident in my my assumptions because I know there's probably somebody screaming in their headphone right now, going, "That's not how that works, idiot. That's that's not at all how it works. It's never how it's worked." Uh, and I apologize, but look, I, Justin Upton. I feel like has a couple more years of serviceable baseball left in him, either as a DH. Or in the outfield, the Orioles are a team right now that aren't necessarily competing. They could gain a couple minor leaguers from the Angels, and the Angels could dump Justin Upton's contract. So maybe they don't land Garrett Cole this year, but next season they can look towards a bigger cap and making a bigger splash now that their coaching situation has sort of calmed down. Now, I know that that's a little disappointing because, I mean, I really want Garrett Cole. Uh, for sure, I, I think Garrett Cole should be the number one option for the Angels in terms of fan, in terms of of free agency pickups. But I also understand that it's not so easy to just you know, oh, I want Garrett Cole now we have him. It's 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 a very long process and it takes a lot of money moving. So moving Justin Upton is a possibility. I feel like there are probably a couple teams who are at the bottom who need to fill out their rosters, who aren't afraid to take on the contracts, who want the minor leaguers, um, who could easily utilize Justin Upton. Um, next is Zach Cozart, who was hurt for most of the season, was brought in to kind of play third base, never really got that opportunity in his first season with the Angels. Um, he's another guy. If he's healthy, Cozart's been great. I know that the Angels technically need a third baseman. I think Cozart can also play second. So there's obviously a little bit of a need there for Zach Cozart, but $12 million to potentially get an injury-prone guy, I know I, I kind of went to bat for Dylan Batansis last episode, but I like Batansis' uh, potential a little more than Zach Cozart. And I feel like, again, a team that needs to fill out their roster, wants to move some of their garbage contracts to another team that isn't as much as uh, $12 million from Zach Cozart, they could easily just kind of push Zach Cozart onto another team that needs a third baseman or even needs a second baseman. Uh, so those are kind of the two that jump out. Altrell Simmons still is very, very serviceable for the Los Angeles Angels. At this point, the Angels just might as well bite the bullet and hang on to Albert Pujols for however long his extremely idiotic contract is. Uh, and, I mean, they're not going to trade Mike Trout. So um, those are kind of the ones that I think that's where you kind of start to lo- loosen up the cap space a lot more. 
I don't think the Angels are going to be World Series contenders even with Garrett Cole. It definitely puts them into playoff talks and playoff contention. Um, but you got to kind of move some money and free up some cap space so you don't get hurt a little harder. And obviously, there's going to be great free agents down the line. I think uh, Chris Bryant's a free agent next season. So, I mean, wouldn't that be amazing if, if the Angels dumped some contract, hung on till next season, and got Chris Bryant to play third base? Uh, I think that'd be fantastic for the Angels. So that's enough of the... Uh, that's enough of the, uh, the, the, the contract talk for right now. Um, uh, some, the Gold Glovers were also announced um, for the National League. Zach Greinke, JT Realmuto, Anthony Rizzo, Colton Wong, Nick Ahmed, Nolan Arenado, David Peralta, Lorenzo Cain, and Cody Bellinger all winning Gold Gloves on the NL side. On the AL side, Mike Leake uh, for the Mariners, Roberto Mar- uh, Perez for the Indians, Matt Olson, Yolmer Sanchez, Francisco Lindor, Matt Chapman, Alex Gordon, Kevin Kiermaier, I honestly can never pronounce that guy's last name, and Mookie Betts are winning on the AL side. So, you know, always cool to see some guys winning the uh, the gold glove. A uh, little sad that Ultra Simmons wasn't there, but I think, uh, I mean, he was hurt. So, I mean, I get it. Um, anyway, um, there is a couple other things I wanted to cover. First and foremost, the stadium issue. This is an article I found on Voice of OC, which is a, a website I've mentioned before. I'm not at all associated with them, obviously, but um, I've just I've found their website and I've I've looked at their articles. Another conversation about the stadium issue. Um, the Angels are really not afraid to leave Anaheim and go elsewhere. I've talked in the past that they've had conversations to possibly move to Long Beach, which the Los Angeles Angels of Long Beach is a little weird and a little long to say. You might as well I, see. Here's here's my thing: if they move to Long Beach, you're not going to call them the Anaheim Angels anymore. Obviously, you're not going to call them the Long Beach Angels. You could call them the Los Angeles Angels, but then you run into the issue of we well, got the Los Angeles Dodgers and you got the Los Angeles Angels. That's where kind of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim came in. They should have just stayed the Anaheim Angels, in my opinion. But um, so I'm saying, bring back the California Angels. Bring back the A with the little halo. Call them the California Angels. Let's get a redesign on the uniforms, a little bit of a fresh touch. You're starting a new era with Joe Madden. If you're going to move to Long Beach, just hit the reset button completely on the marketing side. I think you call them the California Angels. You bring back the sweet caps. You bring back the uniforms, the the sort of uh, Nolan Nolan Ryan era uniforms. Uh, man, that'd be sweet. Uh, that'd be awesome. I think that's the best way you, you sort of welcome in a new stadium by going, you know, okay, we're just going to hit the reset. We're going to rebrand. And uh, you can start a new era, a new era of Angels baseball in Long Beach. Uh, Long Beach is a uh, where they're, they're – Thinking about a stadium like somewhere along the coastline of Long Beach, which is interesting. Um, there's some areas in Long Beach that aren't the best. Of course, there's some areas in Anaheim that aren't the best. So, I mean, who cares? Um, yeah, I think it's very interesting what, what's going to happen soon. I know the uh, city of Anaheim wants to take a bigger cut from the Angels. Again, I'm not super in-depth with the whole money issue, um, but I know that that was something that I read in the past, that, that Anaheim wanted some more money from the Angels, um, and the Angels like, we just kind of want to deal with our own thing. We're making money off of popcorn sales and stuff, not you. Uh, and also it's our players, not your players. You just kind of host the stadium. But I don't know. I think it'd be fascinating if the Angels ended up moving to Long Beach. Get, call them the California Angels. Just call them the California Angels. Let me live my my fantasy of getting to see Mike Trout wearing those beautiful Angels uniforms from the uh, 1970s when they were the California Angels. But uh, either that or you go Los Angeles Angels. But I, I don't really want to see an L.A. in red, personally. Um, there is a great article on fan sided, uh, written by Noah Yingling. Uh, I'm not sure if that's his real name or not, but, um, 
if it is more power to you. Um, so an article was posted um, re- comparing the Colorado Rockies to the Los Angeles Angels. When I first read the article, I was like, okay, I, personally, the Angels comparatively are a little worse than the Rockies. Uh, the Rockies, I think, finished uh, like in third in the NL West, and the Angels finished in last or second to last in the AL West. I don't have that up next. I don't have the, the it pulled up, but anyway. But the more I read the article, I kind of it made sense. Um, it first starts out talking about it has the two best players in baseball with Nolan Arenado with the Rockies and Mike Trout of the Angels. I'm like, okay, I get that. That makes sense. You know, that both teams have superstars or a superstar to build around. Okay. I know, of course, Arenado might be a free agent and Trout's pretty much locked up. But, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And I kept scrolling down as well. And they talked about sort of the the strikeouts on the the free agency with some of the guys that they've signed. You know, the Angels signing Albert Pujols to a 10-year contract hasn't necessarily lived up completely to it. Injuries have started to plague Pujols. I wish he'd retire, but he won't. Uh, Justin Upton, same thing. He's entering the uh, the third year of a five-year contract for $106 million. Another guy hasn't really lived up to it. And then Zach Cozart, entering the final year of his three-year contract for $38 million. Same thing. Hasn't necessarily lived up to the hype. Uh, Matt Harvey as well. Of course, that was just a one-year kind of prove-me deal, but didn't work out. Trevor Cahill didn't work out. Jonathan Lucroy didn't even finish the season with the Angels. Cody Allen didn't finish the season. C.J. Wilson didn't pitch anywhere near he as well as he did when he was with the Rangers. Josh Hamilton didn't finish, didn't work out either. Uh, and then you look on the side of the Rockies. Ian Desmond has not been a great free agent. Has not been excuse me. Has not been panning out for the Rockies. Wade Davis, same thing. Brian Shaw signed a huge contract. Jake McGee, Mike Dunn. Now I'm reading this article more and more going, okay, maybe they are. I mean, in all honesty, you look at these two teams on paper and you go, man, they should really compete. And then they don't. I mean, I know the Angels, maybe not this season, were a team that were looking to compete in the uh, AL West and played a lot better initially. But these both these teams play in relatively competitive divisions. I mean, you've got your top dogs on both sides, the Astros on the AL West side and the Dodgers on the NL West side. And then it's just a, a, a like a, a, a combination of teams that are competitive or rebuilding. The Giants were rebuilding. The Mariners were rebuilding. The Angels and the Rangers and the the Astros, or excuse me, the the A's, were all competitive. I mean, the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Rockies, all competitive in that division. Uh, so, in in all honesty, weirdly enough, they are kind of similar. I mean, really, they they are more similar than I think we maybe have anticipated. Um, they both got superstars. They both play in relatively competitive divisions that change a lot every year. Um, and honestly, they make poor decisions in free agency. So hopefully this year will be different. The Angels will be a lot less like the Rockies and more like the Astros and making solid trades and picking up free agents that fill roles and compete well. And I mean, the Astros have really built themselves up to be a complete dynasty. They've got a great minor league system. And I think the Angels really could take a, a, a bit of a note from the, the Dodgers and the Astros, the two top dogs of the West divisions, uh, and just start to make better decisions. Start unloading some contracts. Don't be afraid to have some down years. Build up that minor league system. Trade guys when you have to and try to get as much back as you can. And just build more and more towards the future and make trades that make sense. Sign free agents that make sense. I know I really want Garrett Cole, but in all honesty, if we can get two guys who can play the entire flipping season, then I'll take that over Garrett Cole. 
and in all honesty. I mean, same thing with the bullpen. I'll take a Dylan Betances over an Aroldis Chapman, even though I know Aroldis Chapman is no longer a free agent. Um, I'll take a, a Betances, a guy who can go out there and and if he's healthy, he's fantastic and help you win a couple games over a guy like Aroldis Chapman. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Um, I don't really have necessarily a game plan for this one, but I just kind of wanted to talk about just some things that have been going on. We're getting very, very close to uh, the real beginning of off season. Now that the World Series is over, it, now that the World Series is over, um, we can start to talk a little bit more about you know free agency coming up and looking more into next season. I want to start a series called um, what I like to call Outside Looking In, where I'd like to interview some former athletes, uh, some guys who either played with the Angels or just played in general. I'm somebody who didn't get a chance to be a professional athlete because I didn't get past high school sports, and so I just turned my focus into talking about sports and complaining about them like every former athlete who didn't make it does. Um, But uh, I I thought that it'd be a good chance for me to kind of get a a glimpse into what it takes to be a pro athlete, what it takes to – what's the day-to-day life? What's it like on the road? What's it like in the majors, out of the majors, success, failures? So I will say this. Um, I've reached out to a couple athletes. I'm still waiting to hear back. I'd love to do this for the offseason and just make it a nice little series called Outside Looking In um, so that maybe somebody else can get an idea of what it's like to be a major leaguer or a professional football player or a professional basketball player or or whatever. Um, so if there's anybody out there who's, who wants to be a part of that, who played professional baseball, who played overseas, who played in uh, the Mexican leagues or any any league in general, I mean, that's that's professional, of course, uh, let me know. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at intern underscore Phil. Um, same thing with, I want to continue with my plug of constantly saying, please, if you listen to the show, tweet at me. I want to have a fan engagement segment. But uh, outside of that, um, I'll say this. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories that you're probably listening to the show to on right now. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can follow us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcast on Instagram and everything else. Uh, like I said, at entrance underscore Phil is my Twitter. Please hit me up. I love asking questions and talking to people. Um, if you're interested in advertising on the show, contact us at Believe.com. We have a bunch of great shows on this network. I'm just going to continue to plug them. Eric Davis, former cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers, does an awesome 49ers podcast. Uh, we've got um, podcasts about gambling or you know sports betting. We've got podcasts about um, uh, K-pop, if people are into K-pop. I don't really listen to K-pop. I hope that that doesn't cause some sort of stir in the K-pop community. K-pop fans, I apologize. It's just like not for me, I guess. I don't know. Um, if, if you enjoy K-pop, check out the K-pop podcast for sure. We've got one on video games. We've got some on the Dodgers, the Angels, obviously, that you're listening to. Uh, we've got college football ones. We've got pro football ones. We are covered in a lot of topics and a lot of different categories. Again, K-pop fans, I apologize. But... Uh, uh, that's going to end the show. Next week, we'll talk more free agency. Hopefully, I'll have my first interview. We'll go from there. Uh, still don't know how to end the show, but I'm going to say goodbye and uh, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.